Hey agents, welcome back to Cash Call, the only podcast where you get real coaching on actual real estate calls and conversations by agents and ISAs just like you. Today, your hosts, Dale Archdeacon of Smart Inside Sales and Brian Curtis of Creative Coaching review your calls, what went well, what areas need work, and discuss strategies for improving your conversion rates. There we go. All right. So Brian, I got a video or a, a recording today that I want to listen to. And uh, you know, our one of our concepts with my company is follow the no. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty popular one. And you know, for me, it's kind of uh, one of those pivotal things that if you can get a salesperson to understand, it really just strengthens their conversation, shortens the amount of bullshit that happens in, in, a, in a sales conversation. Uh, and of course, you know, after saying that, of course, there's rapport building that needs to happen. There are, you know, there's relationship building, there's discovery, there's rapport, there's all these things that you need to do with somebody. But listen, at the end of the day, if you're not going to be able to advance a sale or get an appointment or create a solid nurture, I want to know that sooner than later, right? I just want to, I want to get to the point. Uh, And so using that follow the no technique really helps. And the other part of that is, this might be a shocker for most people who are about to hear what I'm going to say. Virtually no one wants to talk to a salesperson until they're ready to talk to a salesperson. We're like the police. You don't want us until you need us, right? Uh, And so if that's true, then I need to have a purposeful conversation with leads because they don't want to talk to a salesperson. And I'm going to be on a timer, right? There's a certain amount of time that anybody's going to give to me, especially if they're not ready to take action now or ready to work with or meet with or sign with. A salesperson right now. So that's the other reason we need to be purposeful in directing our conversation. I completely agree with you, you know, again, and it's, we, we do what I refer to as interruption marketing. And, you know, what does that mean? That means I'm sitting here eating my lunch and my phone rings. Well, I really, for whatever reason, I chose to answer the call. And now I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So, and it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes people are excited to talk to you. I'm not saying it ever happens, but a right. good percentage of the time people are like, man, I did really didn't want to talk to Brian, uh, you know, and that's not a reflection on me or Dale or you. It's just uh, people got stuff going on. So right. understand that. And I love they get to the point. So I've heard calls or seen calls because I won't listen to the entire thing, 45 minutes long. Well, the majority of that probably, you know, you can definitely a 20 minute phone call should be a long, long phone call, in my opinion. So keep that in mind. As you, as yeah, 20, 20 minutes is a long call. You know, when I, when I play calls and it's like 11, 12, 14 minutes, I'm like, hmm, looks like we, uh, we had a little bit of, we had a little extra report building going on here. Yeah. All right. Let Absolutely. me share my screen over here. And I want to give a caveat to everybody listening to this. This is a newer agent. And so she hasn't learned these techniques yet, but uh, this is a, a way that I can demonstrate where to apply the technique. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Yes, ma'am, I was just giving you a call. Um, you were looking at some homes on our website and I was wondering if you're looking to buy or if you're just kind of window shopping. Um, well, at this time, window shopping, I'm trying to, um... I'm still working on my down payment part of it. So I'm, I'm... I'm still working on my down payment. Okay. So for everybody listening, when we say follow the no, you determine what the no is. If I said to you, hey, or if I said to that lead, let's jump in my car and go buy a house today. Her no to me would be, I'm still working on my down payment. That's the Absolutely. no. That's the thing that's in the way of me selling her a house today. 
So when I say follow the no, I'm saying inquire about that. Learn about it. Understand it like she understands it. That's not what happens. So we'll see where the line of questioning goes instead. I might throw this out there as well. I don't like yes, ma'am, yes, sir, at the beginning of conversations. Um, some people find that great, but I've talked to a lot of men and a lot of women who don't like to be called ma'am and sir. It makes them feel old. So, and I know that seems like a really minute thing. I would just avoid that until you know this person and feel comfortable with them. To me, it was always a term of respect, but that's not how everybody takes that. And so, um, and I think that might be regional as well, but just be careful using that term, ma'am or sir, because sometimes people will get offended. You know, for me, I, I always make this joke when people call me Mr. Curtis, I'm like, that's my dad. Like, I, I don't want to be Mr. Anybody. That sounds really old. So, yeah. you know. In my, in my area in the Northeast, you don't use ma'am or sir for people, right? That's, uh, there's only a certain kind of people that do that. Um, and none of them you probably want to be labeled as. Uh, so that's not, that's not what you do where we are so little things you know take it for his worth no it makes it makes a difference man you know all you have is your words when you're talking over the phone or writing texting emailing especially so we'll see where the line of questioning goes so just kind of window shopping okay um when do you think you're gonna be ready to buy like what's your time frame probably about six to nine months okay yeah that's well, it's good to always plan ahead because most people don't start looking until they've <laughs> got to have a house, so it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, do you know where you're going to be looking? Um, now, she's doing discovery questions. Obviously, she's a personable person. She's warm. Yeah. She can build rapport or relationship with people. Here's the issue. She can be exactly who she is, and she can be warm and fuzzy and personable, but ask about down payment. Oh, got it. How much down payment do you think you need to have before you're ready? That would be a question that would follow the no. And she can deliver it in her tone and in her very pleasant manner. And it's going to be more impactful in moving this conversation along in terms of sales than pretty much anything else she could ask. I agree. And, and you know, I didn't want to say this before because I didn't know where we were going to go. I haven't listened to this call, obviously. But I can't tell you the number of people I've talked to and said, you know, they said, and what, you know, I'll follow the no. So, Hey, by the way, so, so I'm saving my down payment. Perfect. Do you have a, a percentage that you're looking to save down or do you have a number? Oh yeah. We're, we're looking to save 25% down. Whoa. Okay. You know, you know, this but was one of those, this was a 20%, right? Okay. But this brand new agent does and, and rightfully doesn't know enough to be able to uncover that misconception and move the sale forward faster. Got it. Are we going to listen to more? I No, I just took okay. what, I, I think I just took what you were about to say. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I, I just, if there was more, I was going to do that. But here's the thing. So when we get to this 20% thing, you know, then we ask them, so is there a particular reason? Well, that's, and some people are saying, because I won't pay PMI, I won't pay MI or whatever, whatever verbiage they use there. And other people will say, because, I was told that I needed to have 20% down. Like there are people, it's it's a significantly smaller percentage now than it was say 10, 15 years ago who believe they need 20% down. So in my market, there's literally places where you can go zero. And what I mean by that, that's a rural development loan. Lots of places have uh, loans that, you know, you can get assistance through the state and do that. Now there's restrictions on that. There's income restrictions and other things. But one of the things that I think if you're not familiar with loan types, 
hopefully you have a preferred lender, sit down with them and learn about this. Now, what you don't want to do is become a loan expert when you're not, but you should understand VA 0%, USDA RD is, is, is 0% down. There's probably some programs in your specific state that allow you to be zero down. FHA is three and a half percent down. Conventional is as little as 3% down. So there's, you know, and then being able to handle the objection of, you know, maybe we should talk about this. Like, so if somebody says, I, I want to put 20% down, do you have an objection handler for that that might move them forward? I, I do, but I was just, do you, what, what do you say to that, Dale? Because I think it's an important thing for our audience to think about. Yeah, it's questions for me, right? They say, I want to put 20% down. And I ask, what's the benefit to putting 20% down? Or what's Well, I don't want to pay mortgage insurance. Don't want to pay mortgage insurance. Got it. And how much do you estimate you'll end up paying in mortgage insurance if you do have it? I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Like you oh. know, it's a. It's just I. I've. I've always been taught don't pay mortgage insurance. So now, and this is one of those scenarios that we just heard, right? This is probably going to be a two hundred thousand dollars sale in the market that they're in, right? Okay. I don't know the exact numbers, but this is what it would probably matter, sound, right? So I just discovered the extent of your knowledge on this, right? Now I'm going to fill in the gaps for you. Oh, got it. Okay. Well, you know, MI on a on a property that you're looking at probably might be around $150, maybe 200 bucks a month or something like that. Uh, and so over the life of that, you, let's say, what does it cost you? $2,400 for the year. With the way that our market is going right now, if you wait another six months, you're easily going to pay twenty dollars or $30,000 more for the same house. So uh, I'm going to throw this out there. I think your numbers are really high. Okay. I have no so, idea what I'm talking about. Well, so I've been in the mortgage business for, for years and years and years. And so it's not a simple straight line equation, though, because here's the here's the thing it, it is if I have a 800 credit score, my mortgage insurance is less than if I have a 650 credit score. Uh, and and so if I put three percent down, my mortgage insurance is more than if I put 10 percent down. So there's all these moving parts. And, you know, so that's part of the job It's like, you know, let me ask you this, Dale, if in case if I could show you how it, that it would actually be better to buy a house with mortgage insurance because long term you could save more money, would that change any any input on you, or are you just set against? Well, no, it's about money, Brian. Okay, so right. you know, let's take a look at this, and and here's a couple of things: mortgage insurance. If you're not getting an FHA loan, if you're getting a conventional loan, by the way, it can come off anytime you get to eighty percent. So it's not something you have to live with forever. So here'd be my question for you, Dale: Would you mind paying mortgage insurance a year, and let's say that it's a hundred bucks a month for a year, and then getting it taken off? Would that make more sense for you than waiting? for another eight or nine months. And what we're seeing, no guarantees, mind you, is that the interest rates are gonna to continue to go up. Here's what you're stuck with 100% of the time for the life of the loan is the interest rate that you have. So you can refinance that, but here's the reality, Dale. The, the interest rates are probably not gonna go much lower than they are right now. They've been in historic lows for the last year. They're going up. So, you know, which makes more sense for you? Yeah, I would also bake into what you just did. I would bake in the fact that home values are continuing to go up and we don't see any time that that's going to stop, right? So sure. you've got the double header of an increased uh, interest rate plus rising uh, costs, right? So the yeah. rising values of houses. So and, yeah, and um, for all of yeah, for all of you don't know this, you at any point in time can call your mortgage company if you have mortgage insurance. If you are at a loan to value of eighty percent or less, so again in this inclining increasing market, let's say you bought a house two years ago, 
there's a real good chance that it's gone up 20%. And even if you put zero down, now what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to get a, you're going to have to have appraisal done. You're probably have to pay for that out of your pocket, five or 600 bucks, but that will cost justify in six to seven months after that's, after you go through that process. So it's an important thing to do. And by the way, this is a great, great conversation to have with clients who, you know, who bought a house, say a year and a half ago. Hey, Brian, it's, Hey, Dale, it's Brian. I just wanted to reach out to you. Um, you bought a house about two years ago from us and uh, we're just reaching out to people because there's a good chance. I remember that you bought and you had 10% down that you might be able to get rid of your mortgage insurance. You know, are, are you interested in learning more about that? Like talk about a value add and an opportunity to get some referrals or who knows, maybe they're like, yeah, we don't want to do that because we're, we want to sell. Oh, okay. But you know, think about the conversations that we're having to call referrals, reach out to people. Most people use this script. Hey, this is Brian. I'm reaching out because I'm, I'm asking you for a referral. They don't say those exact words, but they're doing it. When that's you what reach it out, like, yeah, that's what they yeah. hear. I mean, you know, you can say whatever words you want, but what they hear is, oh, this guy's just calling me because he wants to, me to send a business. When I call you and say, hey, by the way, are you interested in saving $100 a month? And it does, and there's no, there's no cost, you know, very, very, very little cost to you. No benefit to me, by the way, zero benefit to me. I'm just calling to say, hey, I, I think you might qualify. So I don't know. We, we've got to look at ways to reach out to people that are going to come across as providing value and let's actually do it versus gimme, 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 gimme. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that would be a, a really good way to, to handle that. Um, so I would I would change the scripting that I gave because I didn't realize how variable it was and that I was giving too high of a number. I was just trying to guesstimate. Um, but yeah, I think uh, also comparing those things, the the increase in interest rate, increase in property value, and and the fact that what you're spending monthly one can go away and two really isn't that much if you stack them up together is pretty a pretty easy argument right yeah. and listen nobody likes delayed gratification if they want to buy a house right yeah but they're waiting to save up money only the really strong-willed people will do the will deny themselves the instant gratification of actually buying that house are you an isa or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry-leading training program designed to give you the ninja-level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversionu to start today. Yeah, I don't know about your market, Dale, but we 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 have our team meeting that's directly ahead of this this uh, this call here, and uh, our team leader looked up and looked at data. We are almost exactly it's like off by like a couple of percent, but we're almost exactly at double the amount of inventory right now that we had in May. Wow! So I I can't speak for your market out there, but you know, take a look Not at that. Not as much. I know a lot of markets have softened up in that way, or when I say meaning like they've loosened up a little bit. Right. Um, our market wasn't as extreme as some other markets, um, but I know that a lot of them have, have loosened up a little bit more. 
Yeah, so we were under a month's inventory now, and we're close to two months inventory now. And uh, well, I'm, I'm going to share this, even though it's not necessarily what this was about, but I think it's an important. One of the agents on my team came up with a great phrase to say to a client, and because this is what we we're saying, and everybody who's watching this, by the way, think about the number of people who you couldn't find a house for from January until like last month. And, and I don't know your market, but it, I've got to believe nationally it's softening. So here's what we hear and people say, oh, the market's cooling down. Well, that's a negative phrase. Like the market's cooling down. Oh, crap. I, I don't want to buy now because that means I'm going to you know, lose money. So here's a term that, that an agent, I'm, yeah, balancing would be a great term. Here's a term that, that I love. And then again, I got to give my, my friend and, and agent on our team, Kim Norton, came up with this term. The market's normalizing. Hey, there you go. What a term, right? What is that? Well, that's great. Normalizing is good, right? Extreme yeah. this way, extreme that way. People feel comfortable. It's warm. It's fuzzy. I'm like, oh, it's normal. Okay. I know how to handle normal. So um, feel free to reach out to all those people who you couldn't buy. Hey, this Brian Curtis, Curtis Realty Group, reaching out today because we know that you weren't able to buy a house a couple months ago, all the multiple offers. But here's a great news. The market's normalizing and there's an opportunity for you. And it's a very short window, by the way, because it's normalizing. We're getting to the point where there's some inventory and the interest rates are also still really low. So I don't know how long that's going to last, but here's a blip in time. It might be a great opportunity for you. So if you're not making that phone call to all those people that you showed houses to that couldn't, that could get in, this is a huge opportunity in my opinion. Yeah. And listen, phone call, text message, email, direct message, if you're connected to them, yep. get, get in touch with them in any way that you can make it, make it a goal that you get in touch with every single lead new lead that you've gotten that you haven't closed or have under agreement since like the fall of last year. Yeah. Cause it's been crazy. Right. I mean, yeah. and again, we're not normal yet, but it, it, it's reasonable in my market, you know, it, again, about two months inventory, that's still way extreme sellers market. Don't get me wrong. People have really short memories. Yes. Right. So they have very short memories that life did exist before people had to wear masks and that there were a lot of houses to buy not very long ago, right? Yep. Relative to our lifetime, I guess, right? But, uh, you know, for them in the last six months, it's been tight. So that's what they're used to. Yeah. So opportunity, guys, and use that word too. It's a huge opportunity right now. And by the way, I'm not just saying that because I'm a salesperson. I'm saying that because I actually believe it. I believe that right now with inventory increasing, interest rates being low, I personally believe it's a huge opportunity to buy a house right now. So take that for what it's worth. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Brian, we got six minutes left. Perfect. I'll share my call. Do you have something to listen to or should we pontificate more? I'll play mine. <laughs> I, I feel bad. I was pontificating. That makes me feel bad. No, people okay. like it when we pontificate. That's okay, fair enough. All right. So a little, little reference on this. Um, this is not a bad call. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in this call. And um, there's some things I want to point out, but uh, this is a Zillow call for what that's worth. Uh, folks at Zillow sent me your info and it looks like they connected us. Uh, you were inquiring about a property online there in Bella Vista? Uh, correct. Yeah, I uh, just wanted to get some information about it. It's kind of popped up on a few different um, of my little kind of searches and whatnot. And uh, sure. yeah, I just wanted to check some information on it. Sure. Is this kind of what you're looking for? Yeah, I mean, if, if you want, I can give you a little bit of background. So one of the, that very first but, question right there, um, I'll let you talk about it. I've already got thoughts on it, but you just heard it. What, what do you think about that question? Uh, I think your guy did a good redirect um, into doing getting into discovery. 
for us, we tend to play it a little bit safer and just ask what questions do you have, right? And let okay. the person ask their questions. Half the time, they're gonna do exactly what the guy did anyway, which is let me tell you about my life story, right? But if not, if, if the person is very kind of rigid and I want my questions answered and a little antagonistic, they may recognize what your person did as a sales redirect into discovery. And so we play a little bit safer by asking what questions they have and then redirecting. Yeah, and, and I just want to tweak the question a little bit. So I don't think it's a bad question, but I think we can ask a better question of, perfect, what do you like about that house? I, I think that's a slightly better question than, yeah, than what he would, said. I think that would be better for him to use that there. Yeah, just, hey, by the way, perfect. You know, tell me what you like about that house. That's an easy way to do discovery without having to go, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms? You know, what do you like about the house? Okay, and then you could fill in the blanks later. And again, not a horrible question, but I just want to take a question that was a seven and turn it into a 10, so. Yeah, I think that's a much better question that he could use there. And and as a safer question than what he did. Yeah. All right. Shoe, um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, I didn't want to necessarily inundate you with information. Um, so, so me and my wife, uh, we sold our place in Denver, uh, and we moved to uh, to Rogers, Arkansas. Um, my wife has a job here, and I I work from home, so commute's not really a big thing for me. Okay. And we got some equity from our last place, and this is kind of what we want to make home. Specifically, we really like the the Bella Vista area, and uh, and obviously this house. Uh, ended up on that list. Um, we signed a uh, an eight month lease uh, in the middle of July last month uh, with our the apartment we're staying. Now here's something that's interesting, and I'll, I'll this guy solves his own problem, which is an interesting thing. It doesn't normally happen this way, but in, and I want you all to pay attention to how he solves his own problem because you can take the script that he's going to that the buyer is going to say and potentially use it with one of your buyers. And it's, it's an interesting idea. Um, and it does not going to work all the time, but it's pretty interesting to listen to how he solves his own problem. And uh, just to kind of, okay. um, just to kind of see what, you know, what areas we like and things like that For sure. uh, with our, with our eight month lease uh, now looking at closer to like seven and a half months, obviously resell is not really an option quite yet. Uh, so what we were looking at is like, hey, we have this window of opportunity for the, maybe the next, you know, month or two where new construction can can really be something that we can look at based on our timeline. Uh, if right. it obviously had to be past seven and a half months, we could go month to month or even just re-sign a, a three. So did, did you hear what he did and how many agents have never done that? He basically said, hey, I know we can't buy a, a resale right now, but we could go look at new construction. And think about that as how great a script that would have been. And, and, you know, I don't blame this agent. He didn't get the opportunity. But how many times do we hear, oh, I've got eight months left in my lease. And all of a sudden, just all we just basically deflate. We're like, oh, crap. Brian, Brian I think this guy just taught us all a new script. I think it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who is like 12 up to 12 months out, even 18 months out, needs to be shopping for brand new for new construction. There you go. And, and, you know, it doesn't go with, okay, you need to buy new construction, but it would go, hey, Dale, you know, I completely understand that you're not interested. In, you, you don't have the capacity to buy right now because you have a condition, not an objection. You have a condition of, of your lease. And so I understand that you're in a lease. Let me ask you this. Have you considered new construction homes as part of your, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're interested in new construction. Well, perfect. Now, so you are literally in the ideal time because it takes somewhere between six to 12 months to buy a house or to, to build a house. So, 
you know, if you're interested, we could go look at a couple of new construction houses and maybe one of those would fit your needs and we can align up your lease and the completion of the house. Is that something you might be interested in? Here's the thing. They may have never thought of that. And, and even if they end up not liking that, what have you done? I've got in front of a buyer and now we're building a relationship. They like me. I'm the only agent who said that to him. Everybody else said, call me back in eight months. You know, so what an opportunity. And, and again, I just love that. The, I love that the buyer created the script for us. Right. Exactly. So, anyway, I'll play a couple more minutes of this and then we'll, uh, we're just about at time. So three months or short lease again, um, sure. while we waited for something. So new construction is probably top priority right now uh, okay. just because we wouldn't be able to do resale because our apartment lease is pretty ironclad and we need to, we need to complete that. And so sure. this, Looking at this, I mean, it looks like it's just drawings. It looks like it's not obviously yeah, uh, yeah, been built it's, yet. It's dirt right now, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's why this place uh, pops There's up on our coming. list because new construction is really high. Bella Vista is really high. And one of our friends actually um, moved out here, and that's why we came and visited, and we really like the area. And they live in Bella Vista, and they actually live probably like a five- to seven-minute walking distance from that, from that specific uh, address. So that was awesome. something that was also pretty high on our list as well. Very nice. Well, that, that sounds like this place might be uh, right up your alley. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get in touch with Mike and see um, he's the listing agent on that. Okay. So that was the other thing I wanted to do. To me, that was a screw up. Um, and, and here's what I would suggest if you're talking new construction. And it varies from market to market. So this market that we're in, there's probably two builders who are those big production builders. The majority of the other ones are building, say, 20 to 30 houses a year, maybe even two or three houses a year. Don't say I'm going to get a hold of the listing agent. If you want to see this, say something like, hey, I'm going to reach out and talk to the builder's rep. It doesn't mean, you know, because who might that be? That might be the foreman. That might be the builder themselves. It might be the listing agent. But avoid <laughs> using it. talk to the builder. I'm going to talk to the builder. Yeah. And, and that would be fine too. And, you know, uh, yeah, let me do some research on this and, and get back to you and I'll talk to the builder and figure out where they're at on this. Something along those lines, please don't ever say I'm going to talk to the listing agent because the immediate thing is, well, maybe I don't need you. Maybe you're not important and maybe not. So um, that's just a, a thing. And one other thing he didn't do in this call, we had this weird, it's seven and a half, maybe eight months. Hey, by the way, what's the lat? What was the end date of your your lease? So you know, I just know. Hey, what when is your lease over? Right. And, and just so we have that information. And here's another thing with leases that you might talk somebody into. Let somebody. So let's say somebody's got three months left on a lease. So, in case most people don't think about this, if I if I close today, today is August fourth. When do I make my first payment? Uh, October first. Right. That August. is right. You're probably going to, yeah, it depends. It's either going to be, yeah, it's going to be October 1st. Exactly. So I won people, one against the mortgage broker. Hey. So, yeah. Sorry. My brain wasn't, but I was funny. I asked the question. Didn't do a good com compute. So it's not the next month. It's a month. It's the following month. So, and that's going to be true if you close on August 31st too. So why am I bringing that up? Well, a lot of people will go, well, I, I, I got to wait an extra month. Now, you know, do you realize, Dale, just by the way, if you close in August, that you don't make your first payment in September, you make your first payment in October. And your so, last month is usually already paid when you're a renter. Yeah. Because you're going to get first, last, yeah, collect first and last in security. So, right. hey, you know, by the way, that that four months just turned into a month and a half. 
And so those are just some things to, to think about as you're talking, because a lot of people don't know that. Like, why would if you hadn't bought a house before or you hadn't bought a house in, in a couple of years, are you going to remember that your first payment wasn't due? You get to skip a payment is kind of the rule. And so that's just some good information to throw out to people who are like, oh, God, I can't do it. Nope, you get to skip a payment. So, yeah, you're going to pay your month. You're going to pay September rent but you don't have to pay September mortgage. You don't have, so you're not actually out and you don't have to make two payments a month. Oh, great, Brian, I appreciate that. So those are just some important things I think that people forget or don't think about. And, you know, that's part of our job. And again, I don't think you guys should be mortgage brokers. I don't think you should be talking about the entire mortgage process, but make sure that you're educated enough on it to find those little opportunities because no one else told them that, hey, man, this guy really understands how this thing works. And it shows you're professional, organized and, and somebody I want to work with. Yeah. You know what, man? That's also in line with like it, it, when I'm when I'm training people, um, you know, I'll just give you an example. They'll be like, hey, I'm going to email you my lender's contact information uh, and you give them a call and, and I'll follow up like next week and see if you talked no, no, no. You are the Sherpa. You are leading them up the side of Everest. You are in charge of this party. You're in charge of making this happen, right? You take more control. You don't just, uh, you know, give instructions and assume that people are going to do what you tell them to do. So they're not. likewise, <laughs> what's that? Because they're not. Because they're not. <laughs> and just like what you're talking about, us take control of the sale, take control of educating this person and, and, figuring out the best way to do things with them, right? Not like, oh, well, you know, let me let you get to the end of your lease and then decide what you want to do. Because here's the thing. If you don't do what I just talked, what I just suggested, I'm going to do it. Dale's going right. to do it. Somebody else is going to do it. And, and you're going to call the guy. Doesn't yeah. find one of us. Right. Because what's going to happen is you're going to go, here's the average agent. Oh, eight months. Great. I'm going to, I'm going to call them in four months and maybe six months. You know, the average agent's probably going to say, okay, great. They need to, if they want to be in a house in December, we need to start looking in October. I'll call them at the end of September. Well, the guy ran into Dale or me and, and he's under contract and closing in November. So, and I know that seems extreme, but it, it, there is a percentage of people that's going to happen to. And, and I can't emphasize this enough. When you provide a plan for somebody and you help them organize it, I'm going to be your guy because nobody else bothered to do that. They said, when you want to go look, I want to go look in October. Perfect. Let's go look in October. Can't wait to meet you. And, and there's nothing technically wrong with that, but I'm going to work with the guy who found out a way to, to help me get further faster. And, and it's just, that's what I'm going to do. I like that. And, and again, I love that the, the buyer gave us the perfect script for somebody who's eight to 12 months out. Perfect. We got a perfect plan for you to meet with us next month. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, excellent. All right, everybody, we got to end for today. We're a little over. Uh, we started late. We gave you the full value of your time that you've invested with us on cash call. If you want Dale or Brian to review any calls that you have, or if you want to inquire about either Brian or myself helping you in your businesses, Brian can be caught at Brian at searchnwa.com. There you go. And or Dale Facebook at, is fine. Or Facebook, Dale at uh, Dale at smartinsightsales.com. So thanks for joining us. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in for today's Cash Call replay. Want your call to be reviewed by Dale and Brian on a future episode of Cash Call? Click on the link in the show notes to submit your call. We can't wait to support you.
Thanks for tuning in for today's Cash Call replay. Want your call to be reviewed by Dale and Brian on a future episode of Cash Call? Click on the link in the show notes to submit your call. We can't wait to support you.